Ah, greetings, listener. Wait. Hold. I really didn't expect this to be a two-parter. Oops, all necromancers. Welcome back to the table, everyone. I am your DM, Oz the Great and Powerful, and with me are Bug. Finny, Seder Druid, my best friend is a decaying rat corpse. C. Madam L, half-elf bard, needs a day off. And Bree. Sorendal, hobgoblin necromancer, spell component boner juice. (laughs) (laughs) That tasty, tasty boner juice. (laughs) So, let's recap what happened last time in Helveteer. Soren renegotiated for a slightly less cruel contract, met a questionably sexual lizard, and got a sick new tat. Meanwhile, Madame L went home, was promptly told she was no longer welcome at home, then found her mom's loot and sheet music. Good news, Soren and Madame L are level 2. Bad news, Madame L's mom is probably definitely for sure dead. And Finny, well, this episode is Finny's episode, so let's get into it. Hello? Um, uh, Matilda? Um, anyone? Uh, you see one of the shades on an upper window slide to the side for a second and see a uh, distinct eye staring down at Mm -hmm. you, and then it slides back over, and then about 30 seconds later, uh, the door is open to crack, and Matilda goes... Oh, Soren, come on in. Uh, thank you. And undoes the chain, opens the door, shuts it behind you, closes it back up, and goes back up the stairs. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, good morning. Yeah, it's morning, all right. I don't know if you would go up to Madame L's room or if he would just sit in the empty bar and <laughs> wait. I think he would probably just sit in the empty bar and wait. As you sit down, Finny pops out from behind the bar. Mm. <laughs> Hi! Lord have... Good morning! Hi, Finny. Good morning. Um, and I guess I, uh, take my hand off of the <laughs> dagger on the back of my belt. Um. Yes? F- Finny? Uh, is Madame L here? I think at this point, Madame L will kind of meander down the stairs. She was probably having trouble sleeping anyway, and she'll come down the stairs in her, uh nightgown and and say Maddie what's oh hello uh Mr. Soren uh good morning Madame L I guess I just kind of look around the bar like I don't know if I'm (laughs) supposed to say something else uh Finney's here Finnegan did you (laughs) did you sleep under the bar I mean yeah there's an empty room upstairs. Hmm. Not cozy enough. Wallace nods in agreement. <laughs> Too big. 
Wallace looks at you, Finny, and then looks back at you, Madame L, and then just sort of shrugs. <laughs> so, um, how is everyone today? Lavinia's heart clears its throat awkwardly. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, also, by the way, I look awful. I already had, like, pretty dark circles under my eyes. It's like, mmm, cavernous. <laughs> I do not look well. <laughs> I would uh, stipulate that Madame L is in a similar state. Vinny mm-hmm. looks normal. <laughs> so does Wallace. He slept inside a building tonight or last yeah. night. Very mm-hmm. good. That's true. <laughs> I'll put on some coffee for all of us. That would be appreciated. Thank you. Um, We have... um business to attend to today, do we not? Well, is it the fantasy weekend? Yes. Okay. (laughs) It's fantasy Uh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Oh no, Sundays (laughs) always feel so weird. Mm -hmm. Well, you're going to have a weird time today, what can I say? That's true. Um, I don't know how to refer to this because it's not, it's very well not Sunday. Greg's day. No, I mean, it'd just be the weekend. Okay. I mean, things would be a bit different for, well, all of you except for Soren. Nine to five grind. Basically, whereas Madame L is just sort of a as-needed basis. Yeah. And Finny is a street (laughs) urchin. My brain just went Madame L girl boss. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Anyway, um, to answer Soren's question, Madame L says... Well, usually on the weekend, I just kind of lounge about the Green Fairy and accept clients as they come and go. But I must say that I really don't feel like doing so today, so I was going to take the day off. Well, actually, I was going to ask both of you if you could do something with me. And Finny just looks at you guys expectantly. That really depends. Um, well, I felt really bad. About Lavinia. <laughs> I felt really bad about this lady. I can't remember her name. Oh, fuck. Lagunia. <laughs> Wallace chitters her name. Liguini. Liguini. <laughs> You're going to kill us again. See, so you can't. You simply cannot. Linguini Vanderplume. <laughs> no. I felt really bad about Lavinia. And I still have her heart. And. I know of a good place that we could give it the respect I think, I think it deserves. And I wanted you guys to come with me. And you can also meet my family. Mm. Wallace nods somberly and then chitters excitedly. (laughs) I'm actually pretty interested in meeting Finney's family. Cause that that's a pretty big mystery. I'm like, okay, what's the, what's the deal with this kid? Um, (laughs) Um, Madame L cringes at the word family and then, uh, oh, <laughs> oh um, yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I am not doing anything else today, so sure, Finnegan. Um, this isn't going to be, I kind of shoot Madame L a look real quick and then look back at Finny. A dangerous situation, is it? No, 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 not at all. It's the safest place you can go. 
Especially here, in this town. I mean, it's kind of in the town. It's kind of... You'll find out. Okay. Um, <laughs> safe does sound rather appealing. Um, very cozy, very comfortable, 100% best place you'll ever go. Okay, well then, I don't see how I could possibly refuse. No, you can't. <laughs> Wallace holds up one little paw and does sort of the back and forth hand motion and be like, yeah, maybe not the greatest. <laughs> well, I just have to get ready and I'll I'll be right down. Under- understood. Uh, thank you. And an hour later, <laughs> Madame mm-hmm. L, uh appears her her usual self again mm. all done up and in in fancy clothes wallace is on the bar uh tapping his wrist and then pointing at you madam l <laughs> I, probably the whole time i was sort of like just kind of observing wallace and taking notes and in turn wallace was observing you <laughs> and not taking notes because wallace can't read I think Finney was just watching this exchange happen, just smiling and nodding his head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Perfectly normal. <laughs> but yeah, you guys are set up. You're good to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm ready. Um, I'll show you how to get there. It's kind of, well, I don't know if you're going to like it, but I promise where we're going is worth it. And Finney runs, o- runs off. Finnegan! <laughs> Finnegan, wait! <laughs> Finny, you dash from the green ferry leading Madame Ellen Soren and pop open the nearest manhole, leaping into the sewers without a second glance your way. You follow a path that perhaps only you know, avoiding the worst of the muck and mess sluicing past, Wallace riding on your shoulder and chittering at his passing brethren. You reach a crumbling section of brick wall and pass through the adjoining wall into a disused section of the catacombs, following your own hoof prints in the moist soil before finally popping out of a small tunnel into an open grave. A familiar breeze rustles the treetops as you breathe deep the sense of home. Grave dirt, rot, and the subtle whiff of animal musk long past. Sitting on the stone at the head of this grave is Licorice, a perfectly preserved black cat with silken ribbon around her neck, blind eyes looking at you expectantly. And so Licorice looks at you, Finny, and goes, Oh, Finnegan, you're... You're home and you've brought guests. Yeah, they're my new friends. Um, oh yeah, my manners. Where are my manners? Madame L is teaching me manners. Um, Mom, this is Madame L and Soren. Soren, Madame L, this is my mom. I'm, I'm like, I did not uh, enjoy that <laughs> sewer experience, to say the least. Um, <laughs> there's some grime in places where you'd really rather it not be. As you say this, Madame L is, what's the, like, we came in through an open grave. Like, mm-hmm. how is that, how does that work? Is there like yeah. a, like a, like a hole in just the ground? A hole? Yeah. I guess Madame L is like struggling out mm-hmm. of this hole as yeah. you're saying this. Yeah. It's a hole connecting to the bottom of the grave, like where the foot of the grave would be. Finney found it, expanded it, found a way into the city, that kind of deal. So, yeah, you had to basically um, crawl through most likely arms in front of you to make a smaller profile Mm -hmm. to get through this hole. No, absolutely (laughs) not. uh, Finney just sort of 
uh, arms tucked to his sides just sort of wormed his way yeah. through it. Presumably, this is how he gets <laughs> in and out every time, no problem. I think problem. Madame Al is coming up last. So I think Licorice said those things before Madame L could see what was happening. And so she she's going to look up mm-hmm. and around and say, Finnegan, who, who said that? Uh, that would be me, dear. Uh, Madame L, I presume? Uh, uh, Madame L, do you, um, do you need, um, a hand? <laughs> yeah, she'll, she'll grab your, your hand to get helped up and then kind of lean mm-hmm. in close and say, Mr. Soren, the, <laughs> the cat is, uh, the cat is talking. <laughs> that is a very astute observation, Madame L. I... Am indeed speaking. Finny nods his head vigorously, and I, I think Wallace does too on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much you know of feline biology, Madame L, but our ears are quite sensitive. Ah, right. <laughs> but forgive me, where are my manners? Um, Could I interest you in some tea or perhaps meat or what is it that you two legs like? Perhaps first we can start with assisting you out of this grave. Hmm? Uh, Albert, if you could. And you hear some shuffling noises behind you, and then just sort of this low growling noise. Oh, I turn around. I have a knife Uh, in my hand. (laughs) And there is a large owlbear uh, holding one paw down to you, just sort of crouching near the grave. Um, Finnegan? Yes. So when we discussed this um trip, you said um safe. Yeah, this is my family. I told you I would introduce you to my family. Okay, just um just trying to parse everything that is occurring. Um can I cast detect magic real quick? <laughs> Absolutely. Mm, okay. For the duration you sense the presence of magic within 30 feet of you. If you sense magic in this way, you can use your action to see a faint aura around any visible creature or object in the area that bears magic, and you learn its school of magic, if any. The spell can penetrate most barriers, but it is blocked by one foot of stone, one inch of common metal, a thin sheet of lead, or three feet of wood or dirt. Uh, yeah, you, these are indeed magical beings, uh, the school of magic being necromancy. Ooh, spicy. Uh, is animating them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the owlbear, there is just on the edges of your perception something, uh, maybe about two and a half, three feet tall that is moving your way, and then there is licorice. Okay. Um, I guess that sort of tracks. Um, okay, just, um, (laughs) I think I left my manners in the tiny hole we just crawled through, um, hello, um, I'm Soren, uh, as, uh, Finney said, um, it, it's a, uh, pleasure to meet you, um, how, um, how do you exist? <laughs> Master Soren, of course, um, I'm sure that I have enough manners for the both of us. <laughs> that is quite the question. I think that I exist much in the same way you do from 
day to day. Though perhaps if you have a better insight, you could share with us. Of course, Albert would be glad to help you out of the hole, and perhaps we could have this discussion over something a little more civil instead of in an open grave. <laughs> <laughs> Madame Al kind of bumps Mr. Sword and like jerks her head up to uh, insist that he go first. Okay, uh, c- certainly. Um, Albert, uh, was it? Um, <laughs> okay. Um, and I guess I like really hesitantly like reach my hand out. I am shaking so bad. <laughs> Getting here was the worst. But yeah, I extend my hand to let Albert help me out. Mm. A cold and dusty pole with surprisingly gentle talons uh, grips your wrist and mm-hmm. easily hauls you out of the hole. Um, thank you very much, uh, Albert. Albert nods and goes, and then sits on his haunches. Oh, and then reaches back down into the hole for the other two. Uh, Madam L, I think it's, I think it's fine. Well, Finny just leaps up onto the back of Albert. Oh yeah, Finny can just fucking jump. I forget that you have, <laughs> you got fucking hops. Yeah, Finny, Finny jumps up, leaps onto the back of Albert and gives him a big hug and says, Hi! Miss ya, and then jumps off. <laughs> seeing seeing that Soren was safe, Madame Al will uh, accept the assistance out of the open grave. Mm-hmm. Albert gives you a hand up and then looks off to the left and approaching is a smallish dog. Medium-sized dog. How big are these dogs, they're... Bug? I think they're Airdale terriers. Size. They're... Let me double check. Terriers aren't usually huge. Well, but... these ones are the... Yeah, but I think these are big Larger boys. Larger size. It's a deep cut for terrier fans. Yeah, I'd say th- I'd say they're oh. like medium size. They go up to people's like waist. They were used in World War oh. II, I believe, to detect uh, bombs. Dog facts. <laughs> Bum dog. Anyway, one of them bad boys uh, approaches you wearing a slightly askew captain's hat with a pipe, and it's um, I almost said beak. Dogs don't have beaks. <laughs> Uh, in its mouth and looks at the two of you and then looks at Finny and goes, Finnegan, would you care to perhaps introduce me to your friends? Oh, yeah. Uh, so this is my grandpa or captain. He likes other people to call him captain. I'm the only one who can call him grandpa. Please call me captain. Um, and these are my... C-U-P-P-T-E-N... Happen. <laughs> and the and these are my friends. This is Madam L, and this is Soren. Um, I guess I uh uh I guess I salute. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I guess I salute. Soren is like this is this is the like he's not good in any social situations, <laughs> and this one is just like untenable. So I guess he's just like I guess I salute. This dog also salutes you. <laughs> <clears throat> ah, a military man. I see. I don't know what that was, but that's the fucking accent. Don't even worry about it. It's fine. <laughs> we'll have to put a disclaimer at the start of this episode of sorry to uh any and everyone British. <laughs> We're really, truly sorry. We tried and we just can't. My uncouth uh, Midwestern tongue just cannot conquer anything other than sounding babely, like Babel and or Shrek. <laughs> it's a, uh, a pleasure to meet you, Captain. 
Mr. Sowen, the pleasure is all mine. Uh, Madame L will kind of awkwardly curtsy. <laughs> and Captain looks your way and dogs can't curtsy, but does sort of that legs forward stretch thing. Oh, adorable. Like kind of a little bow. <laughs> ah, yes. A lady of quass. Good to meet you. <laughs> and Licorice jumps slightly down from the grave and pads over and goes, Now, Finnegan, why don't we go to your home and I'll see about fetching us something to eat? Hmm? That sounds great. Yeah. Oh, guys, I'm so excited to show you. This is. I want to show you where I sleep. It's so cool and comfortable. You guys are going to be so impressed. I I really believe it. Oh, oh, okay. Come on, come on, come on. And Finny starts running. <laughs> Can I, like, sort of, like, scope out this whole area? Like, Yes, I was going to describe it for you guys as you oh. go from a grave that is at basically the very back of the cemetery towards the center where there's, mm-hmm. like, sort of a groundskeeper's hut. Okay. There are a variety of different sort of burial stones about from simple grave markers up to, like, obelisks. And uh, there is a massive statue of... Why don't you give me an arcana check? Any who are interested. I got a one. I got a 12 plus 5, 17. I got a 15. Finny, maybe you've just sort of... Well, you live here, but... Maybe uh, one of your family just happens to know what this creature is, or maybe you've seen, like, it passing on a sign in Helvetir or something. Um, But you know that this is a chimera. Uh, It is a giant statue of a three-headed beastie with a snake for a tail, giant bat wings, uh, body of a lion, that kind of deal. Got the head of a lion, a goat, and a dragon. And then there's just, like, some... Some obelisks and what have you. And also, towards the center, there is a mausoleum. And as you pass, you see engraved on top of it is uh, the name Albert, as in O-W-L-B-E-R-T. And you realize that's probably your Albert friend. Well, acquaintance for the two of you, but mm-hmm. brother for Finny. But yeah, it's not a huge cemetery. It's probably about, oh, 150, 200 feet diameter, sort of circular, mm-hmm. surrounded by, like, uh, woods, and the perimeter is sort of demarcated by wrought iron fencing that you can just sort of see is rusted and a bit warped. Uh, looks like a pretty old place. Um, as you pass gravestones, you see that some of them towards the center are several hundred years old. The newest one was the one that you guys came out of, uh, and it is like 150 years old based on the uh, life and death dates listed. But Mm. pretty old cemetery. But yeah, and the center is just a small groundskeeper's hut, shack. Shack is probably a better term. Uh, Sort of got a thatch roof to it, uh, made up of solid timbers, but fairly old lot of nicks and things and just sort of ran down from uh, existing for quite a while. So we can't see the city at all? Yeah, that was going to be my question. No. No. The period of time in which you traveled was quite a while. 
This is oh, okay. outside the city limits. Uh, you can see the abyss and spire in the distance, and maybe a little bit of um, the walls around the abyss and district. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you guys are pretty far out. Okay. You went through a lot, a lot of catacomb. Soren probably like finds that relatively comforting, actually. Told you, safe mm-hmm. and comfy. Is there any stigma for, like, being outside of the city? Yeah, I would say that travel out of the city is limited. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as, like, traders who travel about would have some sort of license, essentially, to enter. And then the same thing would work for exiting. Mm-hmm. But, like, your standard... I don't know that I'd even say citizen but like peasant yeah ain't gonna be able to go in and out not with ease Mm -hmm. so something like this would be the information to the right or wrong people would be quite valuable Mm. yeah because uh this is a way basically into well through the sewer system and stuff wherever you want in the city from outside of it Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm Hmm. Soren's not thinking like that. He was reborn in the horrible tiny tunnel where he thought he was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, another point of interest is quick guesstimate of about uh, 300 feet above the cemetery is some sort of large bird circling. Oh. Oh. You're not quite certain, but it looks like it has two heads. Can I scope that, please? Mm-hmm. The scoping... Oh, I got a fucking three on the dice, <laughs> plus five, so I that's can... going to be an eight, I'll Arcana. Ro- I'll roll as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, I just got a three. I got, like, a six, so, yeah. Vinny knows exactly it's what that is. some sort of flying creature. <laughs> um, okay. And, uh... Is that another one of your friends, um, Vinny, please? Oh. Tell me that's oh, a friend. yeah, 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 yeah. And Licorice goes, oh, I'm... I'm sorry, Agnisaman is currently on the hunt. I'm sure that they'll be down with us soon. Or, um, hunting what? Well, whatever they can find. Meat, typically. Uh, can I talk to you for a second, Finny, please? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, okay. We don't need to be worried, right? No, I told you, this is my family. I know, I know they're your family, but they're not... And just because they're important to you and you're important to them doesn't mean they care a, a one whit about us. They care about what I care about. That's how it is here. I promise. Trust me. Just trust me. And I think Wallace is on my shoulder, nodding his head mm-hmm. vigorously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. Finny, see, here's the situation. Last time someone said, oh, trust me. Oh, I have a plan. It's fine. Don't worry about it. We were stuck in a house. You almost died. But it wasn't me. Hey, Soren. Yeah? Give me a dexterity saving throw. <laughs> oh, fuck shit, ass. That's a five on the dice. Uh, plus a three. That's a day. And then eight. An eight dexterity saving throw. Hmm. You hear a... And are splashed with gore. Oh. As the corpse of an elk lands next to you. <laughs> and you see a dark shadow that's circling above you get larger and larger. Oh, 
I am pulling out fucking, I'm just, I daggers both hands, don't care. Vinny's doing a little hopping dance saying, dinner, dinner, oh yeah, big dinner, Wow. <laughs> and as you look up, you see a two-headed vulture that as it lands next to you, you realize is about six and a half foot tall. <laughs> and one head and neck is almost completely skeletal. And you see where there should be bone. Instead, there is porcelain. Oh. Uh, the other head is perfectly preserved, but has uh, just sort of those dull, lifeless eyes. And the uh, porcelain head keeps a lookout and just sort of is scanning the area while the other turns to you and goes, I brought meat. Woohoo! Big dinner! <laughs> I died in that hole. <laughs> I died in the hole. You like meat, two legs? Sure. Why not? I'm dead anyway. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> you know how to cook two legs? Not really, no. That's fine. I like it raw. <laughs> <laughs> and promptly, uh, the preserved head dips down into the broken ribcage of this elk and rips out some intestine and just sort of slurps it back. Soren sits down. <laughs> I think uh, from this... No, he probably lays down. <laughs> <laughs> I've, sorry, I always feel weird. I always see these cinematic shots. I think from the side or from behind Madame L and Licorice, we see this scene and Madame L is kind of standing awkwardly next to Licorice. And she says, my lady Licorice, what a colorful family you have. Oh, that Agnesiman. They always like to make an entrance. So are we right? Are we right next to the the shack? Yes. Okay. Uh, you guys pulled off to the side to talk while presumably your other animal family members went to set things up for tea, meat, meat tea. Um, <laughs> and Agnesman is currently sort of slurping down bits of elk, which you do in fact see are just sort of then falling through a hole in their rib cage. Uh, because once again, dead, but... Finny yells, hey, save some for me! Yeah, yeah, you'll get your meat. <laughs> <laughs> You're always like this. And the porcelain head just turns and stares at Finny. Um, I think Finny then turns turns to uh, Madame L and, and gestures to Soren to, to get off of the ground and says... Okay, well, I want to show you my room. I don't... Finny, I'm not sure why I'm talking to you, because I'm almost certain none of this is real. I I promise. I promise it is. Oh, it's very real, two legs. Ah, uh, okay, yep, I'm in hell. I've died and I'm in hell. Trust me, Soren, is it? If you were dead, well... Then I'd have two meals, wouldn't I? I think that Albert comes over and just sort of very gently grabs you by the collar with his beak and just starts dragging you towards the hut. Okay. And sort of lifts a paw and gently pats you on the so shoulder as he's dragging you towards the hut. <laughs> <And> just... <laughs> 
Um, I, I think mm-hmm. I think Finny follows Albert and Soren being dragged, and then mm-hmm. looks at Madame L to to follow. <laughs> oh yes, I think we all follow. <laughs> Soren is like completely limp. Just a, ch- a baby in the arms of this Albert. <laughs> a baby. <yeah. laughs> so you go inside, and surprisingly enough, there is in fact an antique porcelain tea set set out uh, with some sort of steaming liquid in the cups and licorice turns to you and goes oh finnegan is master swan quite all right she became slightly british and i don't know what happened (laughs) (laughs) keep saying he's dead but i guess i don't think he knows what death is oh trust me finny oh i do master swan i don't think you're dead i mean look at you your eyes haven't even well they have glazed over but (laughs) Finny shakes his head and goes, Well, I'm going to show you my room anyways. And so Finny, in this pretty, pretty small sized shack, I'd say, um, starts Mm -hmm. pointing to various places. Um, First, I think he points to a small sized coffin on the ground um, filled with leaves and says, This is my bed. I found it here a long time ago when I was little. And um, it's very comfortable. It has a lid. And I I do use it. But sometimes it's scary. So I don't use it all the time. Because it gets really very dark. And over here is the part of the floor that is broken. And so it's just dirt. And sometimes I see cool bugs there. It's very nice. And I like it. And over on this side is the part of the floor where I light fires. And I put a little hole in the roof so that the smoke can come out. And it's kind of fancy, don't you think? And here is my table. And it's not really a table. It's actually a box. A wooden box. But it works as a table. And, um, yeah. That's my room. And, um... I think looking around, um, it is kind of covered in cobwebs and mm-hmm. and moss and um, just decaying decaying wood, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is cozy there are looking. Some mushrooms growing in the corner. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, bits of broken bones just sort of strewn about. You know. <laughs> you just have to do whatever makes you happy, Finny. <laughs> Finny looks at Madame L expectantly. Finnegan, what are these these little white things over here on the shelf? Oh, those. Those are teeth. Oh. Yeah, I find them around sometimes. I think they're really pretty, and I can't, like, have jewels or anything, so that's the next best thing. Am I right? Like, totally. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, I suppose. <laughs> Quite right, Madame L. Now, young Finnegan, if you could please have a seat, and we'll... Have some tea, and perhaps you can tell us all of what you've been up to. Oh, yeah, totally. And then Finny sits down, and Wallace is on his shoulder. And I think Finny sips his tea and then brings it up to his shoulder so Wallace can have a sip. And then it falls out of Wallace's stomach and onto his shoulder, and his shoulder is wet. <laughs> oh, I should also mention that the uh, porcelain head of Agnissiman is poking through the hole in the roof. 
Oh, God. <laughs> okay, Agnissamen, like, okay, so Brie thinks Agnissamen is the fucking sickest fucking shit ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Soren's having a bad time with it. Uh-huh. Mm, typically, undead birds are trying to uh, rip your guts out, so yeah. understandable. Yeah, Soren's just gonna look at the coffin and, like, look at Finny and, like, everybody sitting down and just look at the coffin and climb in it and lay down. <laughs> I guess I'll put the lid on top. Yeah, Madam Owl will sit down and uh, sample the tea. Um, it tastes vaguely bitter and kind of savory, uh, a bit like mushroom broth, but like a bit bitter. Mm. And uh, Licorice goes, "Uh, are you enjoying the tea, Madam Owl? Why, why, yes, Lady Licorice is... What kind of blend is this exactly? Ah, it is portobello and bone meal. Uh, a favorite of ours. <laughs> <laughs> ah, um, it has a, a certain a je ne sais quoi. It fits the aesthetic just perfectly. Ah, yes. I'm, I'm glad you enjoy it. <laughs> um, I'll let you in on a little secret, Madame El. There's also just a hint of psilocybin. <laughs> ah. Was Finny gonna try to recount the the night? Oh yeah. You either can or we can hand wave it. It's up to you. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it should just kind of be one of those things where I say, and Finny then explains what happened yeah. because I feel like it's a lot. Um. So yeah. So uh, then Finny. Oh, I feel weird saying it now because I said that I was gonna say it. And now I'm saying it. That'll happen. Um, so then Finny kind of over-exaggeratingly explains what happened at the manor with the ghosts and the skulk mm-hmm. and everything and wildly uses arm gestures to explain everything that happened. And I think Wallace kind of mimics him while, <laughs> while it's going on. Mm-hmm. And uh, as you're telling the story, anytime you talk about like fighting or stealing something or potentially getting into some sort of tussle, cap and cheers at that, because, you know, that's exciting, that's fun. And whenever you tell the story of, you know, these children who are without their their mother now and how she passed or anything like that, Albert sort of pats you gently, like sort of a, yeah, yeah, that sucks. Uh, Agnissiman just sort of watches silently. <laughs> uh, and when you mention the heart, the head that's peering through the roof just sort of pokes in a little closer. <laughs> Licorice sort of gently tuts whenever you talk about stealing something and getting in trouble with the guards. And once you are done retelling what's going on and how things are and the whole fam's caught up, Licorice goes, Albert, if you could please go and dig a grave for the dear departed Lavinia and we can perform a funeral forthright. And Albert just sort of looks at you guys and nods and and leaves through the door. And uh, Agnesiman goes, right, better put on my preaching gear. And the head withdraws from the hole. (laughs) What does that mean? So I think after hearing the story and seeing Licorice kind of organize the funeral for Lavinia, Mm -hmm. uh, Madame Al will turn to Licorice and say, Lady Licorice, while we 
wait for the funerary preparations. I am I'm quite interested to know how this place came to be. Oh, yeah. Um, you hear a little a little wood scuffle. Thank you, Master Soren. I regret to inform you that it is in fact quite rude to try and communicate with others while you have a coffin lid over your head. Um, Madam L, I I don't exactly know where I should begin. Well, I suppose I should start perhaps 13, 14 years ago. How old are you, Finny? 13. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm starting to clamber out. I'm popping my head out of that hole. Finny's sitting down and he's got his his, ha- his head in his hands with his elbows leaning on the box table. And he's like, oh yeah, I love this story. You see, in the before, I was, well, I, I don't recall much other than being alive and some young child's pet, but about... Thirteen years ago, there was some sort of something, and on the day that Finnegan was gifted to us, I was reborn, as were the others who reside here. But as far as why or how, I surely wouldn't know. Um, I'm taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> A little pen going scritchity, scritchity, scritchity. If I may, um, uh, licorice, um, you appear to maintain all of your faculties. Um, I would say that I maintain even more faculties in death than I did in life, Master Sorn, but yes. Of course. Um, this is extremely atypical. Is it? I surely wouldn't know, but if you say so. This is all I've ever known. I will tell you, uh, Finny, from personal experience, this is not the standard presentation of undeath. I, um, your family would not be your family, I guess is what I'm implying. Well, I can tell you for sure. None of them are evil. Agni goes, I might be. (laughs) He's not evil. He's just edgy. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm still addressing licorice here. Um, You Mm. don't have any impulses, destructive impulses, impulses to consume the flesh of the living, none to sow strife, um, none to torment the living. Nothing? Well, ideally, Master Soren, I would help the living as I have done with young Finnegan, but no, I I don't believe I have any evil impulses. I sometimes chase Wallace around as, you know, it's, it's kind of fun for me. It's fun for him. <laughs> he was buried next to me in my grave. I, I think it's some sort of morbid burial practice as perhaps a treat in the afterlife, or I'm really not certain what was going through my owner's mind, but I no. In short, no. I do not generally want to devour, I guess in my case it would be other cats. I furrow my brow. I'm still taking notes. (laughs) (laughs) And Cap'n goes, well, I simply 
wouldn't know where to start with devouring another of my kind. Licorice then goes on to say, um, but I have put together a few things that may be of interest to you. Um, those of us who were closest physically as far as location to Finnegan whenever he arrived here seem to be the most cognizant. There are, of course, many graves here, and as you can see, there are only a few of us who have taken an interest in Finnegan, but there are others, but they are closer in death to what they were in life. But I've I've no idea why we are what we are. And you feel a presence behind you. And a voice goes, Right then. And you turn and look and see that um, Agnesiman is wearing not one, but two uh, little, like, priest collars. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, As well as a necklace that goes around both necks uh, with a single medallion on it, upon which is engraved a mini-armed spiral. Mm. Right then. About ready for the funeral to start. So I think Finny uh, looks at Madame L and Licorice and Captain and Albert and, and Soren and nods his head and then um, out of a pocket uh, inside his cape capelet, he takes out the heart wrapped in uh, a ragged cloth he found somewhere mm-hmm. and nods his head and walks out the door. And Licorice says, well, I guess we should follow. And uh, primly walks out the door after Finnegan. <laughs> <laughs> Madame L follows in a line behind uh, Licorice. Got a little funeral procession going. So you guys are gathered around a uh, open hole and in front of this grave is, of course, Crouch Agnesiman, who just sort of both heads looking around goes, Right then, would any of you like to say a few words? Lavinia Vanderplume, in the brief period of time in which I knew her, during her undeath, was incredibly hostile, and, well, she tried to kill all of us, but she did so for the sake of her children. And for that, I do believe she ought to be admired and remembered. Um, Lavinia Vanderplume, I never knew you in life, but even in your undeath, You still wanted to care for your children. And for what it's worth, I swear on my soul, I will send Tybalt Vanderplume to the deepest, darkest, loneliest pit of the abyss where you can flense his soul to ribbons and burn him in eternal torment. Um, I guess I step back. (laughs) And Agnesiman goes, Oh, I like this one. Oh, no. (laughs) I think Finny then, with Wallace on his shoulder, steps up and says, Well, 
you did try and kill me. And you almost did kill me. But I met your kids. And they're my friends now. And I made sure that they knew that you loved them. I'm sorry there wasn't anything we could do to help you. But I hope you can find peace here with my family. And Agnesiman looks about and just sort of nods at Albert, who, you know, waddles forward and gets ready to start shoveling the dirt back in over the hole and goes, Friends, family, we are gathered here today to send off poor Lavinia. May she find peace. May the spoil claim her as one of its own. May her mortal shell become one with the lands that birthed it and feed new life. May she find the path and death that leads back to life. May she one day return to us. And bows both of their heads. And uh, you hear a couple howls out in the woods around, as well as just general animal noisery, as it seems as if the entire woods and cemetery mourn the passing of Lavinia. I'm going to cast, uh, not targeted at anyone, um, but I'm going to go, I'll cast uh, Toll the Dead as like a little send-off. And the clap of your powerful bell alerts the entire city of Helvetia, <laughs> <laughs> and they rain terrible hellfire down on you. The end. <laughs> Agnesiman looks around and goes, Right, who's ready for lunch? Finny looks up at Agnesiman with a tear rolling down his cheek and says, I think I am. Wallace pulls out a very tiny hanky and dabs at your tear. <laughs> it's very cute. <laughs> but yeah, Madame L and Sora and you, after the funeral, you guys sort of part ways with Finny. Maybe you have other things to do. Madame L most likely getting cleaned up and relaxing on this weekend and Soren probably I don't know parsing what he's dealt with <laughs> at this cemetery. Having an existential meltdown. And after they have made their way back through the hole most likely with a little pushing assistance from Albert for uh, Madame L's bustle um, Licorice turns to you Finny and goes now, young Finnegan, I, I believe it is time that we progress your training a little bit. It sounds like you are getting into somewhat dangerous hijinks, I would say. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm getting older, and um, I think that's just what cool kids do when they're older. And Captain goes, well, Licorice, he's just a rough and tumble lad like I was. And... Licorice, my god, it's myself talking to myself <laughs> for the second time in this entire podcast, uh, turns to Captain and goes, Regardless, Captain, if he's going to be getting into this sort of trouble, he should know how to defend himself. And Captain just sort of harumph, walks away, chewing on his pipe, and uh, Licorice turns and goes, Albert, perhaps you and Finnegan could have... Oh. What are the children referring to it these days? Uh, a good old-fashioned <laughs> wrestling match? And Albert looks between Licorice and you, Finny, and then back at Licorice and back to you and goes, mm -hmm. 
and nods vigorously and just sort of squares up sumo style, like lifts onto his hind paws and thumps his feet. And Licorice goes, fantastic. Uh, Finnegan, if you'd like to ready yourself. Oh, boy. And let's go ahead and roll some initiative. Uh, Just Finny, you and Albert. Uh, scoots Wallace away and says, I don't think you want to be a part of this. And Wallace just sort of chitters and crosses his front little paws together and lifts his <laughs> nose up like, meh. I rolled a 21. Boy, howdy. You blew Albert out of the water. Um, so we are essentially going to be op- oh, doing God. opposing strength checks. Oh, no. Because <laughs> uh, it's wrestling. Um, we'll do... Uh, it'll be quick. We'll say best of five. Essentially, the first one will be to grapple, but the others you could potentially substitute your dexterity for your strength if you are, for example, trying to flip around uh-huh. Albert to pin him or something along those lines. So you're not going to be completely screwed. Okay, because I have a negative one strength. <laughs> I, I know, but yeah. So... um. You go first, and we will say, because there's not exactly rules for wrestling matches and also how initiative would play into that. Uh, so we'll say, because you have the higher initiative, you will get advantage on the first turn. Okay. Just roll a d20? Yep. Alrighty. Uh, remember, roll twice, take the better result. Oof. Uh, plus, you said, was it dexterity or strength? Uh, strength for the first round. Okay, well, I got an eight. Well, see, so here's the thing is Albert rolled a 19 and spoilers, something that's bear-sized has a strength of 20, (laughs) which means that Albert got a 24. Great. (laughs) Uh, So he's got you and you're grappled, but we've got a couple more rounds to go. So this next turn, you can either try and force the grapple so you are winning or you can try and slip out uh, using your acrobatics or, you know, move around, that sort of deal. Okay. So, second round, he's just going to maintain and try and go for the pin. Uh, He got a ten total, five on the dice, plus five. So, go ahead and do your dexterity or acrobatics or what have you. We're sort of playing Calvin Ball with this. I just because rolled a nat 20. Very nice. So <laughs> you... I'm wiggling. Goes for the, yeah, I'd say he goes for the pin and you just, as he tries to sort of body slam you down, you go down hooves first and kind of flip over him while holding him by the shoulders and now have him in sort of a like backbreaking maneuver where you're back to back but you're arching you know the wrestling moves I'm describing <laughs> this very poorly while I do it I say sorry sorry it's part of the game sorry and <laughs> he uh, grumbles in a what the hell sort of way <laughs> <laughs> alright so it's now one to one let's go round three um plus strength a uh, nine so good news he got uh, a one on the die, oh, which is a crit fail, which a crit fail on a grapple check typically just means you don't hold it. 
but because you had already had this pinning position, that is two successes for you. So essentially you need three. You've got a two count so far. So this next round might determine it. So you have suplexed this owlbear who's just sort of flailing his back legs in the air as you sort of have him pinned to the ground. I think my, my hooves are dug deep into the dirt. Mm-hmm. And I'm gritting my teeth. And let's give it a go again. All right. Um, it's a 10. Well, Albert got a 17 total. So I think he finally realizes that maybe trying to push off of Oh, you know, the air to break free is not working and just sort of flops his nearly 1,500 pounds to the side and breaks out of your grapple and I think just slaps one big paw on your head and sort of palms you to the ground. Dang it! (laughs) And let's see if he can maintain this grapple. Uh, 15. 15. All right. He got a 13 on die. 18 total. So he's able to just sort of maintain, and you happen to peek up while he's pinning you to the ground with one paw. And he just sort of raises the other paw and taps it in front of his beak like he's yawning. Hey, that's. Hey! I'm strong too! <laughs> and Finny kicks his hooves in the air. I'm strong! So it is neck and neck at this point. You have had two success or three successes, right? So three, three. Uh, arbitrarily, this one's for all the marbles. So final check. Let's see how it goes. Uh, 14. Albert got a 22. <laughs> and I think at this point, he just sort of flops bodily on top of you and just sort of lays there stretched out kind of like some sort of owlbear skin rug and just sort of, you know, makes a yawning face again. And then uh, Licorice goes, Albert, I think that's quite enough grandstanding. And he goes, and then just sort of rolls off of you and then pats you gently on the head and then sits down and Licorice goes, you did well young Finnegan, but I think perhaps we could work on your fisticuffs. What do you want? I mean, I'm just I'm just a little guy. (laughs) (laughs) It's my birthday. Come on, I'm just a little guy. It's my birthday. Come on. (laughs) Um, well, perhaps some meditation with Agnesiman will help focus you and connect you with your body. My body. She looks up and Agnes Men at this point has gone back to sort of soaring above the graveyard and and circling, just sort of keeping an eye out. And she goes, Agni, if you could come down here, please. And you see just sort of starts to circle faster and faster and lands in a puff of feathers in front of you and goes, Roy. And Licorice goes, would you be a deer and uh, assist young Finnegan and his meditation and Agnesiman goes right come on then little one and just sort of stalks off to uh, his obelisk which is the grave marker for his grave 
Finny kind of like like a child who does not want to do something kind of stomps over there. <laughs> and as he's perched on top of his obelisk, he looks down and goes, Right then, it's time for your meditation. Look deep inside you, little one. Find where your strength comes from. Ah. No sign. Uh, Agnesman lifts up onto one leg and just sort of spreads wings and each head just sort of looks up and then to the side and goes, My owner used to do this sort of pose and do some breathing, but, well, I don't breathe anymore. You get the idea. <laughs> do some breathing. Balance. Center yourself. And the heads just sort of start to uh, hum in a kind of two-tone way, harmonizing with each other. Uh, this, of course, is basically the only time the porcelain head makes any sort of noise. And Agnesman just sort of... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what a noise. Wow. <laughs> and after about 10 minutes, he goes, Right. Your balance is all right. Your harmonization's off. You seem kind of scented. I mean, it's hard to balance on my hooves like this. I... I, it's muddy. Yeah, well, me mother always said I was port flamingo. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my work for the day. And flaps off from his obelisk and goes back to circling. <laughs> and uh, Licorice approaches and goes, Well, how did the meditation go, Finnegan? Uh, I guess it went all right. He said I was kind of balanced. Hmm. Well, why don't we... Have some tea and talk. Okay, that sounds nice. Uh, she saunters off back to the hut, and uh, by the time you get in, you see that from a dark corner of the hut, Licorice was sort of scrabbling in it, and she comes back with a fairly large amount of... Um, mushroom and drops it into the teapot and goes, Finnegan, why don't you be a deer and get the water boiling for our tea? Okay. And Finny casts produce flame on the water. Good. Good. Now, we're going to try a different brew and see if perhaps it, well, resonates a bit more with you. I I expect that your friends would be far more interested in this specific type of mushroom, but... I I do apologize. I didn't think that it was my place to share it with them. What what kind of mushroom? Well, as far as I can tell, Finnegan, it is connected to your home. Not only your home here, but from wherever you came from. Oh. Also, I tripled the dose of psilocybin. Oh. <laughs> so that should work. Okay. <laughs> and... You're giving drugs to a kid. <laughs> Dude, whatever, it's fine. That's cat morality, it's fine. It's, uh, it came from the earth, duh, it's natural. 
It's this is fine. my religious experience. <laughs> we already had Finny drink liquor in, within like the first episode. It's yeah, fine. Giving alcohol to a child is not the same thing as giving a child hallucinogens. <laughs> a drug is a drug is a drug. Finny's. I mean, yes, but no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as the water boils, you see that other than the rather mundane mushrooms, there is also something that is a incredibly verdant green um, that is starting to glow slightly uh, as it heats up. And finally, the entire pot of tea is this vibrant uh, emerald green gently glowing. So pretty. And licorice goes, and now we drink. And gently laps at her tea. <laughs> Vinny picks up the cup and takes a tentative sip, trying to see what the flavor of it is first, then then gulps it down. The tea tastes as you'd expect, bitter and savory. As it warms your body, things start to shift. You see a verdant field covered in flora beyond imagining, animals almost too graceful as they prance and prowl through the greenery. Then you're reviewing a vast desert, a harsh place that seems devoid of life, though it is there if you look close enough. Abruptly, your view switches to a frost-blasted forest, the only living trees evergreens, with a grand and foreboding castle looming in the distance. Finally, you view a forest in a state of decay. Well, not decay, exactly. Not as you watch time move at a rapid pace, Leaves changing from green to yellow to red, then drying and falling, only to regrow and repeat the process. In this decaying forest, you drift, until you reach a small cottage, and through the open doorway, you see a satyr dancing merrily as his lover plays the pipes. The song ends, and the satyrs embrace each other, laughing deeply in love. Some way, somehow, it feels like home. And then you snap out of it. What the heck? What the heck? And you see, sprouting out from around the wrist area, just kind of right out from your shirt sleeve, are very tiny greenish mushrooms <laughs> that sort of radiate between this sort of glowing through the colors of leaves changing in autumn. So, you know, a, a green to a yellow to a red to an orange kind of deal. And you realize that you fundamentally have now changed with this tea. And you feel like maybe much like the ever-changing nature of whatever it is that you just saw, you too could change. So what do you turn into? So Finny feels very odd as his body starts to shift and it slowly shifts into the form that his mother has into a cat, but it's different. And the cat is slightly off. It has small horns and its feet are cloven. And then as it shifts again, it shifts into the form of an owlbear. But again, slightly off with horns and, and cloven hooves. And with each shift, um, he turns into each one of his family members, but, but each a little different. And his eyes start to glow green as he comes back to his normal self, but his horns grow small mushrooms as his hair and clothes grow a layer 
of a light layer of moss, and his cloak flutters in a wind that no one else can feel around him, and he just gives off an aura of of a faint glowing green, and that that's what he turns into. everyone, C here. And Bug. Thanks for listening. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at All Necromancers for art, music, and details on the show. If you're looking for a way to support us, other than following us on social media or reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, well, I'm releasing all of the music I've written for the podcast on my Bandcamp. You can find a link to that on our links page at bit.ly slash allnecromancers. We're going to be taking a one-week break, and after that, we'll be releasing the two-part All-Goblin Adventure. We recorded it as a way of sorting through all of the problems that come with starting a D&D podcast, so the audio quality is questionable at times, but we couldn't resist sharing it with you. During this time, we're also going to be uploading a bonus episode to our Patreon, where we'll do some above-table discussion about what it's been like to record the podcast so far. You can also find that on our links page at bit.ly slash allnecromancers. All that said, we'll be back in two weeks. See you then.